Breaking news, this shit is scary. We're talking the Momo Challenge on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and have some damn supervision, please. Uh, So this is uh, one of our patented quickie episodes. I actually wasn't really planning on releasing an episode this week because I don't know if you can tell, I have a little bit of a nasal thing going on right now, but also uh, my birthday was yesterday when you're listening to this. Uh, And so I figured uh, I could do nothing or I could release a little episode to talk about something that's really relevant right now uh, in the cultural uh, conversation. And I am uh, going to avoid uh, showing pictures on social media as much as possible just because I know that uh, it is really uh, uh, triggering and disturbing for people. So we are talking, or I am talking just by myself today, about the Momo Challenge. And so for those of you who are not aware of what the Momo Challenge is, first of all, congratulations. Uh, But also, so essentially it is one of those uh, creepypasta things, which is uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, I'm just going to be keep saying for those of you who aren't familiar and just going down a rabbit hole. But essentially, uh, a creepypasta is an online story. Uh, it's basically an online ghost story. And so this is where uh, S- Slenderman comes from. And um, I'm sure I'm going to be bringing him up a couple times while we're discussing the Momo Challenge. But it's basically just uh, a new type of ghost story. And so the Momo Challenge is uh, a new ish. Uh, It's kind of having a resurgence uh, as of this recording. And it's creepy. Uh, The idea is that uh, kids specifically are seeing this creepy image. And if you want to uh, find it, you can definitely see it all over the internet right now. But essentially Momo, and I'm looking at a picture of her, her right now, and she kind of looks like a woman. Uh, She has uh, black hair, a very pale complexion, and she has these two giant bulging eyes kind of bordering on anime or cartoons, and she has a very big, sickly smile, kind of like the villains in Blumhouse's uh, uh, Truth or Dare. Did you guys see that? I didn't. I tried to watch some clips of it, and I thought it looked dumb and too spooky. So those are my two criteria for not watching something. Uh, And so what is happening is people are putting this picture of... uh, what is her name? Momo. I already forgot her name, uh, is putting Momo up all over the internet, uh, with secret, really creepy messages. So it's, it's, it's imploring whoever's looking at them. And at this point it's primarily kids, uh, to, uh, perform, uh, graphic things like, uh, mutilation and stuff. And, uh, honestly, this episode should have a giant content warning because I'm, I'm going to try to avoid some of these disturbing things because it's not really important. Uh, what is important is uh, that people are using the internet in a way that is really disgusting and creepy towards children. Now, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I was a very neurotic kid. I was constantly thinking about death. I was terrified of death and all these gross macabre things. Macabre, sorry. But it's also that thing that when you're a kid... You're just curious, and that curiosity is being exploited by these evil, evil people. 
And we haven't really talked about it much on the podcast, but it is uh, being linked and kind of the blame is being put on YouTube. So YouTube uh, infamously has a kids app, and it's supposed to be more curated, more regulated with a lot uh, more supervision so that kids aren't watching really inappropriate stuff. But it is very easy to circumvent these things put in place to protect the kids. And obviously, you want to put a, a lot of blame onto YouTube because they are not really holding up their end of the bargain with this kids app. They said that they were going to be scrutinizing and being careful about what gets through, but they're such a large platform that things are going to slip through all the damn time. This is the same thing that we're seeing with Facebook. You can even see it sometimes with Twitter, how they're just not really blocking people and banning people that are spewing hate, but then they accidentally... Any giant social media or tech company, any large company in general, there's going to be a lot of learning curves and kind of growing pains and things that just aren't going to be able to happen properly if you are so big and you're not willing to put in the actual time and money to do it. Facebook is trying to do this and they actually have f people that their entire job description is just moderating. These people are tasked with, for their entire job day, they just look at tons and tons of photos and videos and determining whether they're okay or not. And you need to look into this. I uh, don't have the article on hand with me right now. I just read it the other day. But it is very sad what they have to go through. Um, they said that this one uh, Facebook employee or a contractor, more accurately, uh, part of their test was watching a video and determining if it was uh, violating Facebook's terms and conditions. And she had to watch a video of a man getting stabbed a bunch of times. And that is obviously going to be taxing. And we don't want to put people through unnecessary harm and mental unrest for a job. But at the same time, if YouTube and these other platforms are going to promise a safe place, especially for people under the age of 18 or in YouTube kids, probably under the age of 12, they have to actually do the work. But another disturbing and unfortunate part about this whole story with the Momo Challenge is that we don't know how real, if at all, it is. Because the Momo Challenge itself is obviously a hoax. There is not this weird ghost person named Momo who is going around and making kids actually hurt themselves. It is something that either a bot or just really disturbed people are doing. And, I mean, there isn't, you know, an actual Momo. It's just being perpetrated by these internet people. But this is another one of those things where it feels like sometimes, and possibly, it could just be one of those stories that just gets passed around because it sounds creepy. You know, like all of these stories that you hear secondhand that, oh, did you hear that there's this thing going around the internet that's so scary that it's killing people? And I don't want to downplay with that statement the importance of moderation on the internet and keeping kids safe. I don't want to minimize that whatsoever. But I am saying that this kind of stuff it is so hard to tell, and I'm kind of going off of BuzzFeed News' coverage of this because I think it was simple and easy to digest if you want more information. But what I'm saying is that it's important that we jump on these things that are dangerous to anybody, but especially to our youth, and acting on them when appropriate. But at the same time, knowing is this actually 
a thing that is happening or is this a thing that we are all kind of saying is happening? Like, I truly empathize with any parent that is raising a child right now at this point in the world. And I'm not just saying that because like, oh, we are going to hell in a handbasket. Like, I was growing up, I was nine years old, I think, maybe ten years old when YouTube came out. And I can't imagine what it's like to be a toddler, a a three-year-old, a a six-year-old or something, and having all of this video information at your fingertips. And also, like, this isn't the early days of the internet anymore. Things are layered on top of each other now. And when I was a kid, I remember going on Board.com. That was my thing. I would go to Board.com because they had a bunch of silly websites and games that you could play. Nowadays, like... I I just can't even imagine what it's like to be a moderator for your child. I understand and totally agree that you can't be around your kids at all times. And you shouldn't be around your kids at all times. You should instill that trust in them that you believe that they will make the right choices. But just like you would make sure that your kids are watching appropriate TV shows, you should make sure that they're uh, exploring appropriate internet. And that's what's so insidious about the Momo challenge at times. So there's been reports that they are sneaking Momo in the middle of seemingly innocuous videos. Like the big example right now is that there was a Peppa Pig video. And we all know and love Peppa Pig, the little British scamp that's a pig. I've never seen it, but I know it's cute. And Peppa Pig is doing Peppa's regular thing. And then at one random point in the video, it cuts to the Momo challenge. And a very creepy voice tells the child to do something creepy. And again, I'm not going to quote it here because you don't need that when you're, you know, commuting to work or whatever. And even though I'm not going to tell you the specifics of the video, it's a real shame because there are some kids that have seen this video and are probably traumatized from it. Like I was, I started a sentence about 80 minutes ago where I said that when I was a kid, I was neurotic, I was nervous, I was obsessed with death. And if I saw a Momo challenge video, I would probably and rightfully be freaked the fuck out. But that wasn't really the case in old internet. The old internet when I went on when I was a kid was the worst thing was that maze thing where you have to do the maze and then a a scary face jumps out and yells. That was the extent of it. But now things are a lot more complicated and all these platforms are so, so, so much bigger that it's so easy for this kind of stuff to spread. And I think that's where the problem lies. Like, I remember we talked about this on the podcast probably about a year ago on the Speed Racer episode with Parker Brand, and I talked about how I was terrified and traumatized a little bit by the commercials for the new Saw movies. Just the fact that they were kind of creepy, they weren't really explained until much later, and it messed me up. And I can only assume that that is similarly, if not worse than what some of these kids are experiencing. And I want to read this one quote from the BuzzFeed News coverage, uh, and this is the article titled, Parents Shouldn't Fear Momo, They Should Fear How Little They Understand YouTube. And this woman, uh, in response to talking about YouTube kids and kind of their whole ring in this game, is that is that a term? But she says, am I going to trust a brand to do the parenting I'm supposed to do? I'm not. At the end of the day, YouTube isn't responsible for my kids. I am. YouTube kids, they are trying. YouTube is trying their best to try to moderate 
But the internet moves so much faster than any policy or kind of crackdown will work because we're dealing with kids, kids that are much more impressionable, things that when they see them, it will be ingrained in their memory, most likely for the rest of their lives and manifest in a countless number of different ways. And this is not the first and only controversy that YouTube Kids has experienced. I actually nearly did a, uh, an episode of the podcast with my mom where I was just going to show her different YouTube Kids videos and see what she would think as a Jewish educator. But I didn't do that. But there is so much. Just at the bottom of this BuzzFeed article, we see things talking about the supposed pedophile ring on YouTube Kids. Uh, how there are YouTube Kid videos that allegedly show suicide and different abuse and exploitation and all this stuff and anti-vaxxing. There's always going to be issues on a platform where anybody can make an account in five seconds and upload whatever they want. And who knows if it'll get taken down because... Uh, I did research years ago for a middle school project, and back then even, YouTube gets about uh, a day's worth of footage every minute uploaded to YouTube. Every minute, there's a day's worth of video posted. And how would you even start to look at that? AI can only do so much, especially if the video looks innocuous enough, but that's not really up for us to figure out. It's up to YouTube. So let's end things, and I mentioned him at the very uh, beginning of the program. Let's talk a little bit about Slenderman and what happened with him. So similarly, Slenderman started off as just kind of this little internet thing. As I said, it was a creepypasta, kind of a ghost story for the internet. And people started photoshopping Sp Slenderman. I keep wanting to say Splenderman, but that is a Neil Cesariga video. But Slenderman would be posted on different mes message boards. He would be mentioned in YouTube comments. It was... He was definitely very relevant during the age of, like, copy this story to, like, 10 other people or Slender Man will get you, that sort of thing. And we all remember a couple years ago when uh, Slender, the eight pages came out, that short web game. And Slender Man was probably on the internet for at least a decade. And then about four years ago, I believe at this point, um, these two girls, supposedly inspired by Slender Man, took their friend into the woods and, and again, this is another content warning, skip ahead 15 seconds, they stabbed her. They tried to sacrifice her to Slender Man. And just sit with that for a second, that just a thing that definitely just started off with good fun, just trying to, you know, have a little bit of spooky horror on the internet, writing a fun story, kind of exploded and changed and modified and just evolved into this legitimately terrifying thing that these two kids were tricked into doing something terrible for. And who do you blame in that situation? Do you blame the entire internet? Do you blame the people that came up with Slenderman? Do you blame those little girls? Or do you blame just the general society that we live in? And I hate that I just said society that we live in because I know that it's a fedora, uh, rude, lame thing. But if I was their age when Slenderman was at its peak, I don't think I would have gone to the lengths that they did, but I would probably have been obsessing with it. When I found out about like the 2012 apocalypse when I was maybe 10 years old, 9 years old, I stayed up. I couldn't sleep for a couple nights because I was just obsessed and thinking about like the world ending. And even though we are, if you're listening to this, you're probably a full-grown adult and you're thinking, okay, this is a spooky story. None of it can happen to me. 
I'm not going to be susceptible to it, but we're not talking about you. We're talking about kids. And when it comes to protecting kids, we should always do it. And you can quote me on that. Let me leave you with this, because I feel like I'm just going to be ranting and going in circles like I've been doing this entire episode. What I want to say is that the Momo Challenge is new-ish. It's still a relatively old meme, internet-wise, but it is just the latest in a long string of hoaxes and internet boogeymanery, is that a phrase, uh, that will make kids terrified and it'll just be easily spread on these platforms. Not just from people that are trying to be sneaky about it, like sneaking Momo in the middle of a Peppa Pig video, but also the people that are posting Momo's face all over Facebook. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I don't really want to post Momo's face because it's terrifying, and I'm sure I could get extra clicks and likes for it, but I know that it would probably be very upsetting to people, and Momo doesn't need to be anywhere else than Momo already is. If you're a parent, I am not blaming you whatsoever for trusting YouTube that they would have a working kids app that was appropriate and was heavily moderated. I understand that you would need a break and giving your kid an iPad while you take a nap or get dinner ready or anything. I totally get it. But at the same time, YouTube Kids is pretty clearly not good enough. I think if you want to pay for a service that has more moderated content, that is the way to go. Honestly, even the PBS Kids app, I believe, is free. You can support your local NPR or PBS affiliate, and you can get a login and watch as many shows and games as you want for your kids, and your kids can be safe knowing that all of that content is curated and appropriate for them. Even Netflix has a robust kids section, even though a lot of it is garbage, but it's appropriate for them. Hulu has a robust kids catalog, and it is commercial-free because they don't want to show advertisements to kids. I've learned that, and that is very cool. But if you're going to get a service for free, it might not be as well-regulated as you would like it to be. You're going to get ads that are targeting your kids in a way that you might not appreciate much more than just turning on the TV and walking away. You want to give your kids independence, and you want to trust your kids, and you should. But the trust lacks in YouTube and in these giant sites that don't seem to want to actually help. They want to mask and move on as quickly as possible. I will say, if you want to keep using YouTube Kids because it's not been an issue for you, then that's fantastic. And you don't even have to watch YouTube with your kids. I can't imagine my mom, when I was in 7th grade watching YouTube in like 2008, I can't imagine her enjoying most of the stuff that I watched, but she was usually maybe in the same room or in the adjacent room that if she heard something that was inappropriate or off, she would come in and tell me. And that's just kind of the reality that we might have to live in. So let's keep this an open dialogue. If you have something to say about the Momo Challenge, go to our Facebook page, leave a comment, and let's talk about what the implications could be for this. I mean, it's serious stuff, and it's not going to get any better as the internet ages. It's going to get worse, and we're going to have to pivot and figure it out. But that is all for today. Um, 
I don't know how to rate the Momo challenge. Uh, zero. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, please uh, uh, let me in on your conversations. Tweet at us as well. And I'm going to try to respond because uh, I'm very proud. I'm going to attach this episode of Kid Flicks to my degree because it is the most that I've used my communications and media studies degree since graduating. Oh no, almost a year ago. Oh boy. Uh, but that is all for today. We will hear you next week, and go, go, Gadget, and show.